Welcome to episode 148 of the Headspace and Timing podcast. On today's episode, the Vice President of Community Partnerships at the Cohen Veterans Network, Dr. Caitlin Thompson, joins the show to talk about the public health approach to suicide prevention and the need for community partners to partner with providers in the Department of Defense and Department of Veterans Affairs to service the military-affiliated population, which means all veterans. Here's a short preview of the longer conversation. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, where we're trying to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health. In this first excerpt, Dr. Thompson talks about the commonality that we all have regarding suicide, whether in the military population or out of it. Almost anybody in the United States has been touched in some way, whether it's someone that they are is in their family or whether it's someone who they've been treating or whether it's um, a celebrity that they loved and lost. We all have this very common experience and one where we can really relate in many ways the idea that you've lost so many of your, of your friends um, and people that you've served with um, to suicide uh, compared to even combat is just so striking and um, and speaks to this the need to continue to talk about this. Dr. Thompson worked as a clinician in the Department of Veterans Affairs and is now with the Cohen Veterans Network, a series of community clinics that focus on serving veterans and their families, similar to the clinic I represent, which specializes in outpatient mental health treatment for the military-affiliated population in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Here, she talks about how important it is for community mental health professionals like ourselves to provide the same support for veterans that they can receive at the VA. We have what about 20 million veterans, a little bit less, I think, at this point um, in the United States. But it's about 7 to 8 million who actually do are able to or do access VA care. So that leaves a huge percentage and huge numbers of millions of veterans who are not using VA care. Now, many of them are have their own private insurance through their employers. Others uh, are using Medicare, Medicaid. Um, but the VA was, wasn't was designed to really care for every single veteran. Otherwise, it would just be completely overwhelmed. And so there needs to be other places for our veterans to get the care that, that, um, that they absolutely deserve. So, um, so access to care is, is so important. Suicide is very complicated number of reasons for service members, veterans, and the military family members to take their own life are many and varied. Here, Caitlin talks about several of these factors. Physical pain tends to be one of the primary reasons that we, that we learn that veterans say that they, those veterans who may have had a suicide attempt, they say, I can't, I can't cope with the physical pain anymore. And so really helping those veterans through getting the care that they need for their physical pain. Also, you know, we really know that relationship problems and relationship concerns, as well as financial concerns, legal issues that may come up, these are also in many ways the breaking point for many of our veterans. When we talk about specific members of the military population who may be at risk, Caitlin talks here about two specific military demographics that are often overlooked. Let's remember also our Guard and Reservists, right? So there's at least one National Guardsperson or Reservist in every single zip code throughout the country. 
So that's everywhere. <laughs> so, and they have all served in the military um, and are, you know, and have their had their own unique experiences. Many, many, many have deployed, and you know, I think that another group that of veterans that we also need to be very aware of are our veterans in our military who have never deployed. Um, one study has uh, came out a few years ago saying that, in fact, veterans who hadn't deployed tend to have very high rates of suicide. Continuing with the discussion of particular groups of veterans who are at risk, Caitlin also recognizes that older veterans and those veterans who did not deploy to combat are also at increased risk. We just need to make sure that we are embracing all veterans. We are not, you know, this the the narrative that we hear about all the time, which is still an important narrative, which is still... Um, because it certainly does happen that our youngest veterans um, deploy, they see combat, they're they're devastated, they come home with PTSD, and they die by suicide. And again, and that's again that does happen. And we also need to remember that the vast majority of our veterans who are losing their lives right now are our older veterans, many of whom have never deployed, um, and who are coping with things like retirement, like loss of a spouse, things that, um, you know, and, and then you bring in the, the uh, access to firearms, um, which we know that veterans use firearms more than non-veterans when they're feeling suicidal. And um, it's, it's a confluence of factors that really can come together, but we also cannot forget our older veterans. Finally, Caitlin talks in this clip about the need for community providers to understand the unique challenges that service members, veterans, and their families face and the need to educate themselves on these differences. To those community providers who are out there understanding what, what that even means, what does a discharge status mean? One would assume you've all been, everyone's been honorably discharged or separated or there. It's very, it can get very complicated and, um, and, reasons why one may have an other than honorable discharge um, or bad paper um, really can speak to um, concerns that you that we all need to address, whether it's substance use or, you know, one one um, I'm currently working with a group right now to really think about the the women who have other than honorable discharge and the attorneys that I've been working with also say that beyond substance abuse, military sexual trauma tends to also be one reason why um, women are discharged um, and uh, with other than honorable discharge. And boy, if there is uh, if there is a need for getting help, um, certainly having suffered um, horrible the horrible traumas that many women and men suffer, it can just be devastating and uh, can cause people to, to consider suicide really, you know, impact their lives in, in some horrible ways. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, where we're trying to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health. We talk about a lot more in the longer conversation. Caitlin and I talk about the risk for different populations in greater detail. We have a conversation about how important it is to serve veterans with bad paper and the work that the Cohen Veterans Network is doing to serve this population. 
Check out the full episode at VeteranMentalHealth.com forward slash HST148. Just a reminder that the guests and information on this show are for educational purposes only and not meant to be considered professional advice. While I am a therapist, I'm not your therapist. If something you've heard makes you think that you should talk to somebody, then reach out to do so. Make sure to join us for the next episode. Hit subscribe on your podcast player of choice so you don't miss it. Until then, remember veterans, you're not alone. Ever.